Hello and welcome to How to Record a Podcast from the Pod Farm. My name is Chris Robson and in this show we will be looking at everything you need to know to start your own podcast, including software and equipment, hosting and marketing, interviews with active podcasters and tips on how to achieve a successful show. This week, in the final instalment of our brief sojourn into podcast marketing, I spoke to digital marketing coach, podcaster and accidental entrepreneur, Alice Benham. Alice works with clients to make the most of their online presence, from creating content and SEO to building a brand and email marketing. Alice joined me to chat about online marketing for podcasters and where to get started when releasing a podcast. It was a real pleasure to talk to Alice and I'm delighted to be able to share some of her knowledge with you now. And once you've listened to the episode, be sure to check out Alice's podcast, Starting the Conversation. Here's Alice. So I'm Alice Bannon, and my kind of official title is Digital Marketing Coach. So I help business owners and entrepreneurs to kind of level up uh, their online presence and the way that they show up online. Big believer that things should feel kind of simple and they should make sense. And marketing really is just about having a conversation with your people so something that comes into that is I do quite a lot of coaching for people who want to start podcasts and help them through that process. And I also have a podcast of my own called Starting the Conversation, which I started just over two years ago um, and is now, yeah, one of the biggest things that helps to grow and sustain my business. So podcasts have unintentionally become a big part of what I talk about and what I do. So this is a fun conversation to me. So you mentioned just then uh, connecting with your people. How would you define these people and how would you go about identifying who your people are? Yeah, I think a lot of the time when we think about our, I don't know, ideal audience or ideal listener, whatever you want to call it, we end up thinking a lot about their demographic. So we're often encouraged to come up with almost this persona who is, I don't know, um, a lady called Kate and she's 35 and she's got this many kids and she's got a dog and she has this job and she lives in this kind of house. But actually that kind of information doesn't at all help us to understand what to say to those people like the role of defining our people whether that be an ideal client ideal customer ideal listener is really about helping us to feel really clear about what to say because we can't really understand what to say unless we first know who we're saying it to so in my experience and in the way that I approach this I find it way easier to come um, to approach it in a more qualitative way so instead of thinking where do they live how much money do they make what gender are they instead looking more at kind of you know what are their interests what are their ambitions what are their pain points uh what are the things that motivate them you know what are the things that value and they value the most what matters to them and actually when you can begin to recognize that stuff and really pinpoint your person from a quite emotional perspective you really set yourself up to understand how to speak to that person and how to attract that person Because really, when people are wanting to connect with content, whether that be a podcast, whether that be a social media platform, they're just looking to engage in a conversation that feels relevant to them. So if we can start by understanding who we're speaking to, then that next step of knowing what to create and specifically how to make sure it's, you know, engaging those people um, feels so much simpler. Mm. And ultimately, that's the first step that kind of us as the creator or the business owner we're really the only person that can do that work because that sets the kind of foundation for everything. So even just spending some time imagining, you know, from those points that I mentioned, what does that look like for this ideal audience? You know, if I had a group of people sat in front of me who I think this message or this thing that I want to do is key for, 
you know, what are all the things that would bring them together? What would be their common denominators? Um, and then that's the stuff that you really want to hold because then when you think about creating episodes or doing the marketing side of things, you have a really clear idea of who you're speaking to. And then that next step of, okay, how do I attract them is a lot simpler because you then just think about creating content, which is relevant to those pain points, those values, those challenges, those motivators, those ambitions, anything that sits within that. And I, um, I imagine that being able to identify these, uh, these pain points and these, these client, um, these ideal clients, it's very important to have a very clear understanding of your own podcast. So kind of having that, um, elevator pitch esque, uh, your description very clear in your head of what your podcast is, is going to be really helpful in how you can then identify who your audience are. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you kind of want to do that audience, um, I can say audience identification, but that just sounds so weird um, you, want to, you know figure out who your audience is almost before you you know pick the branding choose the name write the bio yep. because absolutely everything that you do should be built on that foundation of who it's for and I say that knowing that of course your understanding of your ideal listener or ideal audience gets so much clearer and so much more specific as you do it you know the person that I first thought my podcast was for has become way more true and way more defined two years on um, but when you think about writing your bio, particularly, you know, you want to use a language that helps that ideal audience to self-identify and makes them go like, oh my gosh, yeah, that podcast is for me because that person they've just mentioned that it's for, that's how I describe myself or that's an ambition that I have. And even just doing that kind of check of is everything that I'm putting out there in a language that they would use and helping them to think, yes, this is for me and this you know, has value for me, whether that be entertainment or information or inspiration. Um, yeah, I think it's a really key first step because I think with a podcast, you know, you know this better than I do. There are so many things you can do with a podcast, which is fantastic, but that can also become a challenge. So the more that at the start, you're really, really clear on who it's for and why they would listen and what you want to do for those people you're going to make it so much easier for yourself to you know, write the bio, come up with the name, do the branding and then plan the episodes because you've kind of got that foundation laid. And of course that foundation will develop, but having it at the start, yeah, makes a huge difference. So coming in from someone like myself who has very little knowledge of marketing, uh, these, these messages and things that you're talking about getting out to your clients, what, what kind of format do they take? Yeah, so for me, I kind of see that my podcast and the other platforms that I exist on all exist to serve each other. So I think once you've got your podcast up and running, it's less, you know, how do I get people to um, go and listen to my podcast because they find me on social and more, okay, how do I make sure these two platforms are really complementing and serving each other? So they're almost both feeding into and both growing the things that all of them are doing, if that makes sense. Mm. So for me in my business, that would be, you know, I've got my podcast, a shop on Instagram, got my website, and then I've got my mailing list. So I've got like four um, key places where I show up and I have content. And when I think about how my podcast interacts with all those platforms, I'm really just understanding, you know, how can I use my podcast to get people to engage in the other stuff? And how can I use the other stuff to get people to my podcast? So it's trying to see it that, you know, it's not about saying the same thing on all of these platforms, 
but almost thinking, you know, if the goal of my online presence is this certain message or impact, which for me would be about, you know, helping people to grow their businesses and to get more effective in the way they show up online. I'm kind of then just asking the question of what does it look like to achieve that impact and portray that message on that platform and in that medium. So those would be the four that I would kind of work across. But I think really it's just finding your own feet with which are going to work best for you, you know, which platforms your people, your ideal audience is showing up on. Um, and then, yeah, I guess considering how they can fit together and how they can be in that situation where they're kind of feeding into each other and both helping to grow and point people towards each other, um, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I had a question that kind of that I wanted to cover with uh, kind of talking about pre-launch versus ongoing stuff. So is there a difference between how you would attract new people to listen to your podcast versus maintaining an interested and active uh, community around it? Yeah, I mean, I guess the difference between attracting people to join and keeping people there is obviously something that before the podcast starts it's all just about getting people there but once it's launched really both of those things are still as important as each other so I think it's thinking about what does it look like to achieve you know that thing so the first one which is almost your pre-launch or once you're going still getting people to listen side of things which is about attracting new listeners you know, to me, the, the biggest thing that gets people to listen um, is to create something that they want to listen to. I know that sounds so simple. And so just like, why are you telling me that? But like that for me is the, the biggest thing to start with is actually, am I creating something that which this ideal person, this ideal audience really want to engage in? And the way that I try and figure that out is actually, does it feel like there's real value in them engaging with this? So I think value can look like anything from, you know, entertainment to information to inspiration. You know, there could be so many other things that fit under that umbrella, but almost just starting by being like, well, what really is the value of this podcast to others? And then just thinking, how do I really communicate that value? I think is the easiest and simplest and least kind of salesy way of getting people to be interested. Because ultimately, if you can create something that people want to be a part of and want to engage in, and help to highlight those things, you know, whatever they look like to you, that's going to get people interested. But particularly, you know, alongside that, when you're getting a podcast started, when you're um, planning it, when you're making it happen, really thinking about how you can document that process. If you've already got an audience to those people is going to make it so much more impactful when it does then go live. You know, as people, we are super nosy. We love to see the behind the scenes. And from a sales perspective, you know, you're not selling anything, but you are trying to get people to take action to listen to your podcast. If you've spent two weeks getting me excited about it and getting me hyped and giving me the right expectations for it and showing me all the work that's going into it, when it then goes live two weeks later, I'm going to be so much more interested and therefore so much more likely to go and listen or subscribe if you've kind of done that documentation beforehand. And for me, that's not just something I did before my podcast went live, but it's something I'm always doing. So I don't see it that the day a podcast goes live is the day that I promote it. I almost see it that from the second that I've started planning it to the second that it goes live, that's all about promoting that episode. So, you know, it's obviously a bit different right now, but, you know, if I was to be out and about recording with a guest, I'd be really intentional about sharing that, say, on my Instagram so that my audience are familiar with the fact that like, oh, an episode is coming with that person and they talked about this topic and that seems quite interesting. 
and then I'll document as it's edited and as it goes through rounds of edits and then as it's ready to go so that then when that episode or the podcast itself, if you're doing this as a launch plan goes live, people are already familiar with the fact that something mm. is coming and that then helps them just to take that bit of action when it's possible for them to do so. Um, so that would probably be the kind of attracting new listeners and actually getting people to go over and listen side of things. Um, and obviously a part of that as well would be other people seeing the episode being shared um, and also having guests on which are relevant for the people that you want to speak to. I think that's something that can be really fundamental, especially at the start, you know, if you have absolutely no audience, um, so you don't have anyone to do that kind of hype or, um, you know, promoting to being really intentional. If you're doing guests, you know, for the first five guests to be quite, um, you know, maybe not high profile, but just people that have an audience themselves and whose audience is really relevant for the podcast, that can be a super easy way to make sure it kind of gets that traction early on and gets people listening to it. And then encouraging people once they're listening to it to share it, whether that be on their Instagram stories or just, you know, with friends, you know, word of mouth is a huge thing that gets podcasts out there. So the more that you can create conversation around it, the more that you can get it in front of the right people. Um, and then obviously back that up with a really great podcast that they're going to want to listen to and that has that value in it. Um, yeah, that's how you're going to get people across to it. And then I guess the other side of it, which is your kind of ongoing promotion and how you maintain your audience and maintain listeners. To me, the biggest thing that this comes back to is thinking about how you use your other platforms other than the podcast to really continue the conversation of each episode. So something that's great to consider isn't just say for me using my Instagram to go, there's a new episode live, go and listen to it, promote, 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 but actually to promote in a subtle way and add value in another way by thinking, okay, if in that podcast we talked about, you know, random um, example, productivity and working from home, you know, if I were to go and then do a post on my Instagram grid, sharing other people's thoughts on that or encouraging other people to join in on that conversation, that not only helps people who have listened to kind of keep engaging with me and speak back because, you know, podcast platforms aren't really made for conversation. They're pretty like broadcast-esque. So you just put your message out and it's hard for people to speak back. Mm. So thinking about how you can use other pieces of content to kind of, yeah, just continue the conversation of that episode helps people to feel like they're a part of something and obviously helps you as well as a creator to get that feedback to know if people are engaged, to understand almost what the impact of, of that episode was. Um, yeah, that to me, it, it sounds simple, but it's really just thinking, you know, what would be something that people might want to discuss or share or do off the back of this episode? Okay, how can my other platforms facilitate that? And that's where you begin to create that feeling where all of your platforms are working together and they're yeah. promoting each other because if I follow you over on Instagram and you've just got a really interesting post up, which is a continuation of the podcast episode that I've not listened to, I'm way more encouraged to go and listen to it because I want to be able to join in on that interesting conversation. So it's seeing nice. how they connect and I guess really being clear on that value and then just, yeah, having that shop in different ways on your different platforms. Cool. Yeah. So you said, you said it sounds simple and in a way it does, but also uh, it sounds like, for you at least, it's a very reactive process. It's constantly evolving and changing. Uh, you don't have a static uh, marketing you know, strategy for each episode. It's something that can evolve based on the content that comes out. Yeah, definitely. 
there would be a kind of checklist that I have in my head of what to do with every episode. I guess what you're highlighting there is the way that I do it is quite different per episode to make it feel interesting to my audience and not like I'm just, you know, always just trying to promote this podcast for them to listen to. So I would always have the checklist of kind of before it goes live, I want to make sure I mention it. The day it goes live, I want to give it a really clear promotion and I want to really clearly say what it is. This would be on my Instagram. Um, And then post it going live, I always want to do something which continues the conversation and keeps that going. So I'm obviously speaking from the angle of someone who is number one, works in digital marketing and number two has done this for two years. So I say this with complete knowledge that it takes, you know, time and figuring it out to get to a place where it feels this kind of simple to do. Um, But I think just having a bit of structure for yourself of like, okay, I want to talk about it this many times, but I know that I need to talk about it in different ways. Every time I do that can help you just to grow that muscle of figuring out all the creative and interesting ways that you can complement the podcast with other content. Cause that's ultimately what we're trying to do is we're just trying to reach a repetition of um, message of just like this podcast is relevant for you. Here is why, because there's a great value on it. Here is how you go and listen. Like when I boil it down, that's what all of my conversations and marketing around my podcast are trying to say. I'm just always trying to figure out new ways to say that so that my audience isn't sat there like, shut up about your podcast already. But it always still feels interesting and I guess a bit more reactive to them than it would do if I were just to promote it. So my suggestion if you're starting out and me saying this feels a bit like good for you two years in, um, is to just start with that structure of how many times you want to talk about an episode and where, and then just force yourself to kind of get into the rhythm of doing that. And as you do it, you know, you'll find the ways that do work. You'll find the ways that don't work, but all of that is learning. That's going to get you to the position where marketing, it does feel quite natural. Uh, but it's still effective because ultimately you're still talking about it a lot. Um, and I think that's a big part of it too. we often and I put my hands up with this you know you can put an episode live and then never promote it because you're kind of bored of it you're like well I've planned it I've edited it I've recorded it I put it out there I've test listened to it three times I don't want to talk about this anymore (laughs) but actually the most important part is what we do post it going live and how much we then talk about it and get people to um, be familiar with the fact that it's live so yeah coming up with all the creative ways to do that I think is an endless endless thing to work on and that's interesting, actually, from the perspective of someone who spends a lot of time staring at a audio editor and listening to the same piece of audio over and over and over again, to still carry that same energy and enthusiasm through once it's finished to then, because as far as other people are concerned, you releasing it is just the start of the journey and you have to kind of have all that enthusiasm from then going forward. Even if you've been working on that podcast for, you know, a week or you've had it planned for a month or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And it's the yeah, consistency, I think, of just showing up and talking about it that can be yeah. really important. And even with the podcast itself, you know, a podcast markets itself really by being its own piece of content. And I would say there's a huge power in the consistency in the early days. You know, my I would hate for any why well, I wouldn't because I share it all the time but the stats in the early days of my podcast were compared to what I'm at now not that great I'm pretty sure for about eight months I had you know probably 50 downloads a month which mm. <laughs> for an episode a week minimum just isn't the best um or I should say probably it was I think it was around 50 downloads a week and it took probably almost about a year of just real hard consistency 
showing up, creating, adding value, adapting, figuring out what was working, figuring out what wasn't, to get it to a place where it did become this quite effective and established thing. Mm -hmm. So I'd say both in the way that you promote it, but also just in the way that you create it, consistency is such an important part. And it can be hard in the early days to keep that consistency going, you know, when the energy isn't there, when people aren't sharing it all the time. Um, giving yourself as much structure as you can to maintain that consistency is really important because I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people launch a podcast three episodes in and then it goes silent because there's just not that yeah consistency there so you know within that it's both making sure you do it but also understanding before you do it what it's going to cost in terms of time and energy and money if that's relevant too because I'm sure you get this I think podcasting um, people would sometimes be surprised what it takes from a behind the scenes perspective. So yeah, yeah, a few things to consider there, but consistency, I think is a big part. So there was something you mentioned that I kind of want to go back to. And actually there was a couple of points that all kind of pointed at the same thing. And it was to do with people who are starting out from the very beginning. So, you know, they're not two years into their podcasting journey. Maybe they haven't even built an audience yet. Maybe rather than the podcast being an extension of their existing big business, the podcast is its own venture. You know, maybe it's a comedy thing or just something they're doing with their friends. So they're having to start completely from scratch. And I just wondered, yeah, what kind of pointers you had for people who are starting completely from zero. You mentioned guests at the start and kind of getting on other kind of more high profile guests, people with followers that you could kind of you know, piggyback on their authority and things like that. And um, yeah, I just wondered what what other kind of ideas and tips you had for people who are completely starting out from zero. I think you touched on a really big one there, which is that word of mouth. You know, marketing, when we drill it down, is just trying to engage in conversations with people. And, you know, we trust people that we know and that we already like and have a relationship with so much more than people who are new to us or kind of maybe foreign to us. So thinking about how you can utilize, yeah, friends, family, and, you know, people who have helped bring the podcast together, people who you work with that kind of have a similar maybe impact to the podcast. The the more people that you can get speaking about it, and obviously it's important to caveat that with the more people who are um, relevant to the podcast speaking about it, because, you know, if your gran shares it with her powers, but actually the podcast is focused on millennials who want to quit their nine to fives, then it might not be the best fit to get that word of mouth. Um, So yeah, thinking about using word of mouth really intentionally and how you can encourage that is so important, particularly at that start when you maybe don't have a ton of traction or audience um, of your own. So even hosting, you know, I did at the start of my podcast, I would have regular competitions for if people were to share the podcast on their Instagram stories or if they were to leave a review on iTunes because that helps you in the charts as well. Um, I would encourage that as much as I could because actually a lot of the time people do want to share things and they do want to support, but they don't always know how. So being really clear of like, I would love it if you shared this graphic or this video or a screenshot of you listening to this place and talked about it in this way. You know, it sounds sometimes like that's being quite... um descriptive to people but actually as long as you're still giving people a choice that can make it really effective when they do share it to make sure they're doing it in a way that suits almost what you're wanting them to achieve by sharing it and so yeah thinking about that word of mouth is super important I'd say as well the thing I already mentioned about having guests on who have an audience that's relevant for the podcast and a, a bigger audience or a more engaged audience if possible 
can be really effective at the start as well. So, you know, I think when I started my podcast out, I kind of made sure that every other guest was someone who maybe had um, a bigger audience than others. So those people would help, you know, bring other people in, um, new, new listeners. Again, it's that idea of I'm way more likely to listen to something if it gets recommended by someone that I'm already connected to. So trying to utilize the guest audience is important, but doing that in a way that's respectful to them is important too. So I tend to go by rule of thumb of not asking or telling people to share, uh, but making it really easy for guests to do so. So giving them the links, tagging them in loads of things so it's easy for them to reshare it, You know, giving them graphics and videos that they can post the easier that you can make it for them to share, the more likely they are to. And obviously if you're an audience member of theirs and they've featured on your podcast and it seems like you had a really interesting conversation, you know, that would really encourage me to go and listen. Um, and then I guess the other side of it, if you're at those very early stages and almost the podcast is the first platform is maybe then just giving some consideration to what other platforms you might want to use. So obviously for me, I've got, my website talks about the podcast. I've got Instagram, I've got emails, and then I've got the podcast itself. So, you know, that, that isn't a winning formula that will be right for everyone, but maybe considering which social media platforms would be good to go alongside the podcast is probably a good place to start. So whether for you and for your audience, that's going to be like LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, thinking maybe about which one of those platforms you could start from the start to help give people you know a next step once they've listened to an episode to come and chat with you more or just to find out when your episodes are live and yeah I wouldn't put tons of pressure on for that to be like amazing and have loads of engagement and followers right away but again just to try and work towards that space where they're all feeding into each other and and the conversations on one are complementing the other and kind of getting people to engage in both so yeah, if you're starting out probably to get the traction, it's about getting other people to share and building an energy and an excitement around it. And then it's thinking, you know, almost capturing that energy and that interest by creating at least one of your own platforms, um, which isn't the podcast itself for people to then stay connected to. And then I just, yeah, guess thinking about how you can sustain that, which I know we've touched on already. So yeah, that would be my thoughts on the kind of very early stages starting out. And um, you often hear in podcasts hosts talking about please rate review subscribe that kind of stuff uh how important do you think it is to get people to rate and review your show in things like apple podcasts and stuff yeah i think i'm saying this from experience and also from a bit of speculation because the algorithms within podcast apps say like the itunes one they're all pretty mysterious so we know that um reviews do make a difference but we don't know you know what actually gets you in a chart is definitely is not purely listen numbers because sometimes i'm in the charts and i'm like downloads are not higher than that other podcast which is lower than mine which i know that host and i know the numbers are higher so there are other things and a kind of other factors at play which get you highlighted in charts and definitely a part of that is reviews and um, so it's important from that perspective and I think as well reviews really the way that I see them is that they play a role in giving social proof so I know that if I'm going to go and listen to a podcast and it's got no reviews or just a few I'm probably less inclined to risk my time in tuning in on it and seeing whether it's good because I haven't had that affirmation from other people that it's good 
So it sounds silly, but as humans, we, you know, we don't want to waste our time. So we want to know that something's going to be worth it. And it's almost like, you know, you don't buy something on Amazon if it's got no reviews. So getting them there can be really helpful for that. And also down the line or at the start, if you're wanting to think about getting sponsors on board, um, from experience of going through that process, reviews are a really, really helpful thing in, in that process too, to be able to say, you know, here are 20 people that have really kind words about this podcast and who really love it. You know, here's the proof that it has impact and it's got listeners. Uh, that can really help, but I wouldn't make it your biggest measure of success because from experience, unless I give people a reason to review, um, i.e. make a big call to action or do a competition, they often don't do it off their own back. So it can be quite a harsh thing to measure our success by with a podcast because it's not often the biggest metric that people feed into. Um, but yeah, they do play a role. It's that puzzle, isn't it? They all, they all play a role, but nothing's kind of the most important thing. And I guess, yeah, that kind of feed, uh, reviews kind of feeds back into well, feedback, what you mentioned earlier about it's good to be able to get that feedback from your other like social media channels and stuff in a way that you can't from a podcast because it's very much a one-way piece of content where they're listening and they have no option to feedback to you. I guess ratings and reviews kind of gives you that in a way. Yeah, I know a couple of podcasts that I listen to almost encourage you to use the reviews to share your thoughts on that episode, which I quite like. And obviously, again, just gives you a reason to leave a review and it gives you a bit of structure of what to say but yeah it is I, I do wonder whether it's something um that the apps themselves will will come up with a way to um facilitate some kind of feedback and way of discussing because you know you see apps popping up which allow you to have conversations about podcast episodes um but you don't see it in like spotify or you know acast or itunes themselves and that's definitely something that's lacking is that ability just to have like on the platform itself that engagement too so yeah, yeah it might be something they begin to do but yeah reviews are definitely a way to encourage that for now yeah yeah anchor anchor is kind of uh starting something like that although i've never seen it in action but there's a way that you can leave voice notes on podcasts oh interesting which is pretty cool because it's not just you know it's not like responding to a piece of audio content with text it's kind of responding in the same format so you're able to almost have a conversation with the with the host you leave a little voice note with like a timestamp on even of where in the conversation you're referring to i really yeah, like that idea cool. yeah it's just yeah. getting creative isn't it with ways for people to speak back like we tried out having um an email address for my podcast and it just didn't i think because it was so different to the medium of the podcast it didn't mm -hmm. quite work but there is something in that, isn't it? Figuring out like, how do I get these people to respond and how do I make it really easy for them to speak back? Cause that's so invaluable when you're the host to know when something's hit the right note and when, you know, something is a topic that people want to hear more about. Yeah. That feedback can be really important. So yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah. And this kind of ties back to the start of the conversation about how marketing is a conversation that you're trying to have with your audience and it's it's a two-way communication and as well as as well as trying to sell or promote or your your own podcast or product or whatever you're also getting that feedback from other people and you're then putting that back into whatever you're doing yeah exactly it's a real you know, it sounds a bit cringe but it's a really beautiful thing when it gets to that place um yeah. and i think it it feels really good as well when it is that natural conversation when it's not seen as like, you know, of course, I wouldn't run my podcast if it didn't help grow my business. 
but if I were to just see it for the money that it made me, I don't think it would allow it to feel like something that I enjoy creating as much as I do. And mm. you know, that people enjoy tuning in hopefully as much as they do. So I think allowing it to just be a space where it's like, actually, this is just another way for me to speak to these people and, um, you know, drill this message home, whatever your message may be, I think kind of takes the pressure off a bit because then it doesn't feel like it needs a strategy or like it needs to be really complicated or scary. It's actually just thinking, you know, I'm really clear on who I want to speak to and what I want to speak to them about. This is just another way to do that. And the other platforms that I'm on are just other ways to facilitate that impact and to feed into the podcast and vice versa. I think sometimes simplicity helps. <laughs> yeah. Just makes things a bit easier to do. Yeah. So obviously we've uh, we've touched on kind of very surface level of marketing and even that stuff, like you said, takes a long time to get to this place of a, you know, flowing, comfortable dialogue with lots and lots of feedback and stuff. But um, for someone who say has implemented a lot of the basic stuff and they're kind of ready to maybe, you know, spend some budget on marketing and maybe talk to a professional about marketing, what kind of, what kind of benefits are there for people who want to kind of go a bit deeper into it and maybe spend some, put some budget towards it, maybe work with some professionals doing it? When you've already got that clear idea of those foundations of kind of, you know, what you want it to achieve, who it's for and all of that good stuff. I think working with other people, whether that be on the branding or the marketing or on paid ads, whatever it might be. I think once you've got that clear foundation only helps to amplify it and obviously just make it more effective and more efficient and more intentional. Um, so there's so many different directions you can take it in, you know, marketing wise, we all have, so many blind spots myself included of just things that we struggle to review whether it's our own thing or just things that we really struggle to do or to understand so working with other people you know provided it's the right person and we're really clear on what we want to get out of that work um yeah it can really help to to almost fill in those gaps if that makes sense and just to help it reach more people in a clearer way um i think especially having that second set of eyes makes a real difference mm -hmm. I am awful um, at reviewing something which is my own, even though that's the work that I do for others. So for me, working with other people who are even experts in the same field that I'm in um, is really helpful because that second set of eyes, which is outside of my opinions and my kind of predisposed ideas is super helpful. Just helping you figure out, you know, what I might need to change or what's working that I'm not realizing is working. Um, it's just that idea, isn't it? You know, you never tick a box and have it done. It's always growing, always evolving, yeah. always trying to take it to the next level. Cool. Well, thank you very much for your expertise. Is there anything else that jumps out that you would want to say to people before they get started on this venture? It sounds cliche, but I think I would just say do it. Like I'm saying all of this stuff as someone who did none of this stuff when they started their podcast. Yep. So I'm sharing this in the hope that it helps people skip out a few of the wasted um, hours of work and, and learning curves that I went through. But, you know, a lot of this stuff you, you really get to understand once you do it and you're never going to have ticked all of the boxes that make you feel a hundred percent ready and confident to start your podcast. You know, there's obviously the practical things you have to figure out, but a lot of the other things, you know, really feeling clear on um, who it's for, you know, knowing what your marketing strategy is. Of course, that stuff's important to consider as much as you can at the start, but actually that stuff's only going to, come into its own and feel super clear once you begin doing it 
Um, I'm a big believer, you know, we learn best through uncomfortable action. So I would just say, once you've got to the point where it's good enough, let yourself just kind of take the risk and go for it because I'm so, so glad I did that. You know, my podcast is something that I'm so grateful for and it's a real privilege to see other people finding their own podcasts that grow their own businesses or do their own thing. Um, so I think just, yeah, don't be afraid to take the risk with it. You'll have question marks. There'll be things you won't know, but part of the fun is figuring it out. Um, and you will figure it out as you go because we're humans and that's what we do. So yeah, just do it would be my advice. <laughs> Cliche. Awesome. Thanks, Alice. Uh, could you let us know again where to find you uh, and, you know, enlist your services? Yes. So I am over on Instagram, which is kind of my main hangout at Alice underscore Benham. Um, and then my podcast is starting the conversation. Uh, no promises what shape it's currently taking. We're still trying to figure out how to react to the old COVID-19 with a podcast um so yeah those are the spaces that you can find me and yeah if people have any questions whatever it may be on marketing podcasts they can always just pop me a voice note because i love a voice note back and forth and if you can't tell i quite like talking about podcasts and marketing so more than happy to help lovely well, cool well thanks very much for your expertise it's been really valuable and uh, yeah thanks for your time thank you for having me i really appreciate it thanks for listening to the show uh, head over to thepodfarm.com to find out more about what we do and how we can work together to produce a podcast that's ready to be heard by the world. You can also access our courses on the website. We have a free course on how to record and release a podcast for free using free equipment you might have around the house and free services. And we have a full course, which is a much more in-depth look at how to record plan buy equipment edit host all those things uh even there's even a bit of marketing in there not with me with experts and there's downloadable resources on the website you can follow us on instagram youtube or facebook at the pod farm and until next time we wish you all the best with your podcast